0: hi my name is john and my name is chris and, and this, this is flash, flash on target hey everybody welcome to flash on target despite the fact that the uh the intro said arrow on target it meant to say stay on target but uh but yeah anyway
1: we goofed we goofed we also goofed last <laughs> week john we did
0: we uh, we weren't actually like on the audio portion of the podcast. It uh, I pulled it up and I was like, oh, there is no audio there, <laughs> and so that was the problem. I apologize. Uh, we actually had to pull the feed from the video camera, um, and so which is a little bit more roomy, a little less um, close to our mouths mm. or our, us as uh, as it normally is. So uh, I apologize for that, but uh, hopefully you were able to get all of your flash. Uh, goodness. And, uh, we, we tore that episode apart, man. It was great. We, we broke it down. We did. Took it and, you know, made it our own. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about, Chris.
1: Take yes. me out of here. All right. So this episode <laughs> is called, uh, the nuclear man. Yes. We dealt with a firestorm and, um,
0: I was surprised. What's up with him? I was really surprised that we dealt with him again this soon. Um, I mean, he's been like this recurring thing throughout the season, but but uh, it's nice to actually have like last week's episode and this week's episode kind of uh, tie, tie more closely together and to see some sort of an ongoing thing. Because what we fell into, I guess, until this point has been more like each episode is its own compacted story and it doesn't really you know, continue on or anything. Yeah. So it was nice to see both the, uh, the Firestorm thing carry on as yeah. well as the investigation into uh, Barry's uh, m- mom's death.
1: Yeah, there were basically four storylines that were going on. You had an investigation into Barry's death, you had the firestorm, you had Barry's relationship um, problems, and uh, then you had, uh, uh, I guess it's three. There's three. Three, three. I can't count. Um, Honestly, what intrigued me the most was um, the investigation into... Barry's
0: mother's death, which by far got the least amount of screen time. Yes. Um unfortunately because it was really crazy the the team up there between Joe and Cisco
1: was so intriguing. Mm-hmm. I really liked where they went with all of that. I really think a lot of that as dude is just the way that Joe interacts with people. Like it's just like he's just such a good um, character and um, he's portrayed so eloquently yeah. that, like, man, he's just like, I just want him to interact with everyone.
0: Yeah, it's and and what's funny about that is, we've talked before on the, about how like characters aren't super intriguing until they have, you know, uh, talk to Barry or hang out with Barry. But I think Joe and, uh, now where it's becoming like more and more clear who these characters are, they're defining themselves more, um, to where they can kind of stand on their own. But I think I really care about how Joe interacts with everyone. Um, no matter who it is. So, yes. Um, but yeah, that was the most intriguing thing, uh, going on this week. Um, do you want to stick there and talk about that for a minute, or do you want to jump over to some of these other things? No, I want, s- I want to stay there. So,
1: okay. um, I think you know the main points with that. Like, it was really cool how they were able to, you know, he, the whole thing with a mirror and like pull the image out of there. Dude, that was crazy. Whether I'm- that's legit science or not, like it's it's a really cool idea, and I love it.
0: You know, and it's it's funny. Like, this show has never been uh, afraid to like. To take science and to take something that is like, the, and to put science behind something that is completely either um, unbelievable or completely just fantastic. Right. Where you have, um, you have like Barry, and they talk have talked before about how okay, so now I've made this compound to give you enough calories to where you don't run on empty all the time. And now you know there's this time they upped the ante where it was like they. Uh, they have this mirror and they give you this history of, this is carbon thing. It's going to take a picture with all this stuff. And uh, and then not only that, but they up the ante and say, "Here's a hologram of it." Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's really funny that they don't really shy away from explaining this stuff, mm-hmm. like so many other shows and science-based shows or shows. They just expect you just to to believe it, or expect you to. But they don't. They don't. They shy away from I the mean reasons. Science fiction. Yeah, science fiction shies away from like the reasons or breaking things down um, because they feel like you're not gonna, you know, they're not gonna do it justice, or you're not gonna believe it. But this show, it takes it right out there and says. Here's here's something, and then it's completely unbelievable. But right
1: here, you go. Well, and like you know, you look at it, and um, th- this was this section of the show was very much a kind of like a procedural, and I really like that. Like it's cool seeing that in this environment with the superhero. Um, you just don't see that very often, and it's but it's more of a ground level level procedural. Like it's not like CSI where they like come in, like look at the dead body, say some one liners, walk back to the lab. They got the thing on the slab. They figured out hey, okay, she has some some stuff under her fingernails. Well, I mean, it's just like it's so formulaic. so we go question
0: the parents, and we- <laughs> so
1: formulaic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, and this it was, it was cool. Like you didn't know what was going to happen, what they were going to find out even down to like the, the blood splatter on the wall. That was surprising. Yeah. And then like finding, uh, finding out that it was not, um, it wasn't, uh, Wells blood. It was future Barry's blood. And that's crazy. Like uh, my big thing with that is, let's dwell there for a second. Like, I don't know why they were so surprised at the fact that like that it was Barry's blood because they've known for a while that there were, Two speedsters there. There are two lightning bolts. Or yeah, two, two different people colors there. of lightning. And so I, I thought we had we had already determined that Barry was there. Well, somehow. I think
0: we we just and as the audience, because this is a uh, science fiction kind of based show and it's superheroes, we can make that jump and say, hey, time travel is possible and then things like that. But I think as the characters within the show, like. They don't have that knowledge necessarily. Where like, if somebody came to you today and said, "Chris, your blood's on this wall," mm-hmm. and you know, and you didn't actually put it there, it's it's you from the future. That would blow your mind.
1: Yeah, I blow my mind. And
0: so, like, I think this is a natural reaction from characters in this world. Um, and I think that now that we're breaching this subject. I think that it will be less, uh, less of these big like moments where the audience is like, "Well, it's obviously he's time." Tra- it's tram traveling Barry. Where I think now that's going to open the door where the world is just kind of is this thing, you right? Know?
1: Like you know, I guess, I guess it could be. I just thought that we had reached that conclusion earlier. I thought that Cisco, because I think it was Cisco who was talking. Was he talking to um, to Joe at the time? Whenever he made that discovery, the fact that there were two color streaks, which means that there are two people there.
0: No, that was uh, that was Barry who said, "Joe, he's like, you know, you only saw the one, you know, color of lightning. There was it was red, and it was this. Whenever I was there, or whatever." Yeah, yeah I mean, and so like it was red and yellow. I just thought we had
1: kind of uh, established that maybe it's just like okay, now there's physical evidence that proves that it's future Barry. That it's time who was travel there. Yeah, that's basically time travel. Um, I mean, will they even come to that conclusion because they didn't come to that, that conclusion this episode. They just concluded that it's a future berry.
0: I think we will. Like, I think an that old
1: berry. he just said old berry. I don't
0: know. You're right. Because it was an older berry. Yeah. We um, never used the word
1: future or any of that kind of stuff that would indicate man, time travel.
0: That's, that's crazy, dude. I, I hadn't even thought about the fact that like we may not get there for another episode or so, but I almost hope we get there fast because, I do too.
1: you know, cause I always thought so I. Re- I hope we get there fast because I already thought it was over and done with and settled. Right,
0: you already thought it was decided. Yeah. Um, whenever you mentioned the, the the kind of procedural kind of uh, police investigation drama, the funny thing about the comics about Flash and uh, and a lot of the comics is my favorite ones are the ones that tie into the investigations or like are the ones where it's like, okay, well how does Barry deal with this crime and how does, you know, how does his uh, persona as the flash deal with the same type of situation, Mm -hmm. the same crime, or how does all these things tie in? And those were always the best, uh, issues and the best story arcs of the flash. And so it's nice to see that that is mirrored with the show. I just hope they recognize that fact. And, uh, Basically, keep it up. You know, keep doing those things and leading us on those trails. Um, And it doesn't have to necessarily be a uh, one episode thing or like be be a you know traditional you know procedural. But things like this definitely serve uh, the purpose to keep me interested in the show. Yeah. Um, On the relationship side of things, it was it was it was charming uh, to see. Barry run around and do these things and stuff where I feel like they have dropped the ball, and we brought it up last week, so I don't want to like retread a bunch of uh, old territory um that we've hashed out on the show before. But the female characters on the show have I don't know, they seem to be mishandled a little bit. Um, and now the new character we've introduced, uh we've introduced Linda now. and, she in the comics is is a great character and, and everything, and so like it's weird to see. There's some weird awkwardness in like her character to the point where I almost was like, are they making her out to like maybe be a future bad guy or like you know where she's you know it's it's the whole uh, if you watch Arrow, the whole like kind of slimy DJ situation where it was just kind of like, well, why is she really forcing herself into this into this relationship or into this situation and she, you know that sort of thing. So it's it's hard for me to uh, hard for me to. To look at that that character and like be okay with a well, lot of things. So
1: I think my my observation. I don't think I never got the vibe that she was being disingenuous with Barry, b- but she was written in a way that did not feel real. Like uh, you, uh, what was it that she said? There was something that she said uh, that I was, was like, no one w- no one says that. You, or you what's said wrong that? with you? Uh, yeah, she, she said, said what's, what's sh- wrong
0: with you? Because, you know, why hasn't somebody snatched you up?
1: Yeah, like, no one says that. No one on their first date says, hey, man, what's wrong with you?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. It's, it's so, like, awkward. Like, because, I don't know. And then there were some other things where she was asking him these questions where it's these uh, kind of self-referential questions where it's like, it's sh- – where he's got to know himself incredibly well to answer this question or, you know, and it's just not things that people ask each other.
1: Yeah, and like, know? just the flirting fell off. Like, obviously, he's attracted to her physically. That came across well. I don't think that that was any question. Agreed. And it was it was hilarious whenever he, like, shivered. Was it a shiver? or was not no, dude. Happened? I think he
0: was just, like, excited and his molecules just, like, whenever he, <laughs> like, heats up, basically, all of his molecules just go crazy.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, that was cool. And she was like, do it again. That was awesome, you know, like... The, uh, so that was that was some clever writing there. And again,
0: they're not shying away from the like odd science fiction you right. know, side of this thing.
1: Uh, um, but I and I also really liked um, in the open his dilemma between like staying on the date and like going off and, and yeah. uh, solving these problems really quickly yep. and still being on the date. Yep. It was really cool. I just don't think you can keep that up forever. Cause what, like how off, how, how many times does she have to go to the bathroom? You know, <laughs> like, you're yeah. going to send her off to the bathroom every single time he has to go solve a crime. That's right. very convenient.
0: Right. Well, or him. I don't know. And it's also funny, like, because then he comes back the next day and he's like, yeah, the night was great and blah, blah, But it's, and so, but he also had these interruptions. And it's like, if I had those interruptions in, you know, a date of, of that sort of thing, I mean, it's, it's work and it's a while. It's like, hey, you're saving lives and you're saving, you know, people. It's like, I guarantee that, um, like an on-call doctor, like that would wear on them after a while. I mean, it's a little different for him
1: because he has so much energy to expend. It's not like he gets tired as as easily. Um, I think, you know, mentally it would be taxing. Right. Um, But the fact that it happens just like that is just like, you know, I mean, how... (laughs) how can you really complain? You it's know, true. you're away for a few minutes at most. That's true.
0: That's true.
1: Um, so, but, but I, I really just liked seeing him in that real world environment, still having to juggle being the flash. And like, yeah. it was just, it was humorous as well as endearing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, and that was the, the highlight of the, uh, the relationship side of things. Uh, as far as, um, do you think Iris, like whenever she was at the end, I mean, I think Barry was right whenever he was talking to her and he was saying that, Hey, you don't want me to be with anybody else, you know, but you don't want me yourself. I think that that was pretty, pretty dead on for like what was going on. Um, Yeah. And I I, want to say that we're trying to build a love triangle situation um, between Linda and Iris and him. And I just don't know that that's a route that I am on board with just yet.
1: I'm not either. Just because of the fact like last we heard Iris is happy being with Eddie and she really has no feelings at all. In regards to Barry, right. romantic feelings, right? And so, like, it's weird then all of a sudden to see her be jealous. And they yeah. even wrote her that way whenever um, they were talking about their date, you yeah. know, and the way that she reacted to it. You know, you're great, and and she's great, and it's just great. You know, it's just like I've heard that line before too. Like, I have no idea, like, what kind of sloppy writing is that? Yeah, that you can't convey this kind of feeling in another way. Yeah, um, sorry, era uh, flash writers, uh, but. everything just felt so out of character for Iris. I'm just like, this does not feel like the same Iris that we've had all season.
0: Well, and it's, it's more of the symptom, like last episode, whenever we were talking about how um, they've mishandled her character and how it seems like she just doesn't have two legs to stand on by herself, you know, where it's like her, her storylines are all tied to other people. And and it's like, there's no reason to care uh, about, Um, what happens because they've, you know, they've basically given her these weird plot lines that have nothing to do with her as a character and nothing to do to make her like a strong character where it feels normal or natural to kind of root for her. And so she comes off as like the antagonist here, you know, it's like, and that's not who she's been from the beginning. Like, I like her, I like her character as, and you have to remind yourself in that, in this episode, because they wrote her as like an antagonist and that's not. I don't. I don't feel like that's the right way to handle her. No, and because I'm, I'm, you're supposed to really love her, and like, because I do. I remember episode one. I really liked her character. Really connect with it. But it's like recently, it uh, seems like she's in that that in between phase that we had maybe with Laurel a little bit um, in season two of Arrow, um, where like they just don't know really what they're doing with her right now.
1: Yeah, I and mean, I'll tell you, what it feels like it feels like Lana Lang toward the end of her run on Smallville, mm. where she, like you just, I mean. She yeah. she's being petty for being petty's sake. She's like jealous of this girl with Barry. She's going behind Barry's back and trying to ruin his relationship. Like even what? if
0: that's subconscious, and, and, you know? and,
1: and while claiming that you're that you're the best of best friends, it's just like this is not the kind of behavior that indicates yeah. that you're best friends or even good friends. This is not something a good friend does to the other right. person, right. especially whenever she herself is in a relationship and supposedly happy relationship we've we've seen no evidence, evidence to the to, contrary
0: right right i mean and and anything any conflict that we even had w- between her and eddie all got dealt with and yeah. it was all like all, really all the good the yeah and it was all like we saw so, so, like solved all of that we saw
1: him and he doesn't seem to be jealous of anything no and he's not really mad at the flash anymore you no. know
0: um it's really weird it's i'll just throw that out there that it's really weird what they've done with with her character and i'm i'm
1: I'm not on board.
0: I'm not on board. And I really, I really hope that they, uh, that they figure that out and, uh, and make some changes and, and get that worked out because that's, that's the one frustration that's, that continues on the show, you know, is, is just her character and like how mishandled they are. Um, Firestorm. Let's yes. talk about this for a minute. Yes. Uh, the dual
1: personality thing was cool. Really cool and yeah. really awkward, but it was supposed to be awkward. Oh, yeah.
0: Dude, it was uh, Robbie Amell did an incredible job of portraying this like really conflicted, kind of creepy character, you yeah. know, where it's just it's just so awkward to be in the room with him Yeah. because it's like, I don't know what this guy's intentions are because I'm not even sure he knows what his intentions are.
1: Right. You know? And I thought it was really – it's really interesting the way they're doing it. It's kind of like um, – Whenever the two people combined, you kept Robbie's or yeah, is that his name? Yeah. Well uh, uh it
0: would be Ronnie. Ronnie. Why do they the have end. to do that, dude? <laughs> dude, well, I don't know. It's just it's funny. <laughs> uh
1: so whenever the two people combined, you kept Ronnie's body yep. and the professor's brain. Mm. And and that's cool because it's 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 interesting, like that one part of them had to be dominant. So like, yeah, like so Ronnie's like mind is just completely recessed. And I think it's, you think about like the two people. This is what makes it interesting to me. The professor, he's super smart. So, what, like, his, if you were going to say a defining characteristic about him physically or about him, his personality is that he's very smart. So, that's why his mind is stronger than Ronnie's. And that's why it comes to the forefront. Yeah. Ronnie is just a buff, strong looking dude. And so, like, his physical aspect is obviously more dominant than the professor's. And so it's going to, it's going to be the thing that's come to the forefront. Yeah. Well, they didn't say any of that. And
0: it's so weird that both of their emotions are trapped up in there somewhere. And it's like, what anyway? Um, but yeah, dude, I, I loved that the way that they portrayed that and the way that all the different characters, like I like how they put each character in the room with him, um, each character that knew him Mm -hmm. in the room with him. And it was just
1: so weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, he would say things and like, you would you'd be like in your back of your mind, like which one is talking right now? Like yeah. which personality, like which personality just kissed Caitlin? You know, like yeah. it's just like this is strange and weird, but then like how would you really act in this situation if you thought, you know, like it's just like, man, this is crazy. Yeah,
0: it's 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 kind of like mind-bending whenever you try to put yourself into uh Ronnie or slash what's his name? I can't remember the professor's name, uh, his shoes. And so like. Whenever you put yourself into the, in Firestorm's position, it's like, oh my gosh, what what is going on right now? Yeah. I don't, I can't imagine, you know. And uh, and it's really rare that you kind of encounter those things, those cognitive things, where you're like, I don't, I honestly don't know how I feel about this. So
1: here's here's a question that I have: Is this in the comics? Is Firestorm two people trapped yes. in the same body? Yes. I mean, so is this. Is this will not never be alleviated?
0: I don't know. It's, it, I don't know how they're gonna do it. Cause a lot of times on, and something I've said before that in, one of the reasons why I try not to, to like put my uh, comics knowledge and then put on like the gra- glasses, my comics glasses and look at this world through those glasses is because. I don't know if they're trying to fool us because a lot of times on Arrow they'll like fool us and then like eventually get there Yeah. or or if they're really trying to tell you, hey, this is what's going on. I I don't know. Like I really don't know if it's going to match up with what happens in the comics. Yeah. But I mean very well, like depending on the iteration of Firestorm, this could be a permanent thing. A lot of times though they can like Uh, talk to each other like one of them is the uh, like one of them will be the face basically and have the voice Mm -hmm. but the other one will talk to him in the back of his head and so he can translate what he says
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but he's not really you know ever gonna like ever be the the front man again Yeah, which Uh, would be crazy
1: it would be crazy I I did not expect the ending of this where he basically became a nuclear bomb and exploded
0: yeah this may be a non-issue yeah he could be dead yeah we may have just killed off uh, Firestorm
1: yeah I did not expect that at all, dude. And, and well, uh, this is the other thing though that makes me think that he is still alive is the tease at the end with the general. He's like, bring right. me, bring me firestorm. So what does he know that we don't that? You know, like Firestorm still survives.
0: Well, we had. The, Will he explode again? We had that suitcase uh, that the professor had, uh, and it said Firestorm on it, and had that little ball in the in the frame. Was that
1: some kind of military project? You think?
0: I bet you it was because it was it was that paper that that kid had written.
1: So is that what he wants? He thinks that maybe like he they still obviously that inner that cube doesn't exist anymore, but maybe the ball is sitting there in the field. Yeah, maybe. Like, That's
0: what I was thinking. Like maybe that that is still there. I don't know.
1: And he's calling that firestorm. He's right. not saying bring me the person who is firestorm. Right.
0: Right. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe that. I but maybe they're maybe he knows they're alive or maybe he knows that they would withstand it. Thing is, it's like he's been on fire for how long? How many months? And and so like what's to stop him from, you know, and I guess Ronnie had his atoms torn apart. Right. In the uh, particle accelerator. Right. So what's to stop either of them from reassembling somehow in some way, you know, maybe they just need to vent off some of this energy every once in a while and go nuclear every once in a while. Um, and then they maybe reassemble their atoms over time. I don't know. This is a weird thing, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I guess, well, I mean, this was more of a part one of a part of a two parter almost is what it felt like. And and so I think we'll get, um, more answers next week for sure. Uh, I I thought it was Hilarious whenever Barry referenced uh, – There was a reference to the Fantastic Four whenever he said something about flame on early on in the episode yeah, yeah. with uh, with Ronnie uh, or a firestorm. Um, yeah, like I don't I don't know. Like, and this is the thing I don't I don't know where we would be going with this other than to separate them and somehow. Or I mean, what, I could see him maybe like maybe he's in a coma for the rest of the season and Caitlin's fretting over over him and they're trying to figure out how to separate the two or they put him down in the, in the tube and they like, Hey, we're going to come back to this later, figure out how to separate these two guys, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I could see them doing that. Um, I will say though, this is the first time that I've actually cared about Ronnie and the, uh, and what's, what's happened to him and like that whole thing, giving him more screen time was a good thing. Yeah. Like, it could have gone either way, you know. Yeah. It could have gone either way, where it's like, oh, well, now we've dealt with this, and I don't care. Yeah. But it definitely went the way where, like, I do now care about Ronnie and care about Firestorm, and like, I want to, I want to help, and I want them to see how this plays out. I want to to complete his story.
1: Yeah, I agree. It was also interesting. Um, whenever Wells basically was uh, proposing that they kill him, um, Cisco, I think, is starting to see Wells in a different light.
0: Well, especially after uh, after Joe kind of gave his suspicions to Cisco yeah. and entrusted him with that. I mean,
1: it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, it's like the film that comes on the front of like your, your computer screen or something like that. Like Joe kind of like pulled the corner off and Cisco's just going to like peel the rest of it off yeah. and kind of like go down this road, I think. You know, I mean, because obviously he has this obsessive personality. That's why he kept looking for... For uh, uh, Ronnie so long. Yeah. And, and so, like, he's going to go down this road. Although he was defending, he was like, he's not
0: a bad person. But then he went ahead and ran the blood samples anyway. Right. You well, know, he found, yeah. that he got a blood sample and ran it. And right. so, it's it's interesting to see him go at that. It was also interesting to see um, Caitlin basically tell Wells to find a way. Yeah. You know, whenever she was like, you have two hours. Yeah. Use them. You know, and it's just, it was, it was nice to see... That element where it's like he doesn't just call the shots. Yeah. It's like whenever he makes a wrong call, they're okay calling him out on it. Right. You know.
1: And the, and I also thought it was interesting. You know, like how he's using part of the tachyon particle emitter or whatever it's called to uh yeah. to to actually try to find a solution to the problem uh, because he could have just said I I can't I can't think of a way. You know, like right. And let them let them die. Yeah. You know. So. I mean, they may have just died anyway. Who knows? But. Yeah,
0: I mean, we don't don't know one way or the other right now. Um, but yeah, that was that was interesting. Whenever uh, Gideon, the computer, was talking to him about, um, hey, this is going to set you back a long time, and he's like, he said something about there being no time. You know, my timetable wouldn't ex- won't exist if the city goes nuclear. Right.
1: And it's like, so you so don't. At that point, he'd already, I guess, written off killing them.
0: Right. And I guess you you don't know what his intentions are here, um, because. <sighs> Really, like really, if if he uh, if he really wanted to save them for the saving them's sake, mm-hmm. I don't know that he would have had to say something like that. But it's like right now, it's like I don't, I can't really see the good through this because he's like my plans, my evil plans. Won't be able to come to fruition if I'm dead, right. and so this was like a self-preservation of the plan yeah, versus like an actual solution to save anyone. That's true. So it's not like he's a good person. It's it's just he's doing a good thing for a ter- you know, for for a selfish reason. It's the
1: same thing with Barry. I think he's helping Barry for selfish reasons. Yep. He wants he he has some kind of end goal in mind that. Has to do with Barry running faster and faster and faster.
0: Yeah, and I will say this: it is incredibly well done. Like on the writer's side, where they've constructed a lot of scenarios where Wells is doing the right thing mm-hmm. for the wrong reason, right? Right. Um, and for like a uh, an underhanded reason, and it's like to to have so many uh, things where you you almost start feeling like Wells is a good guy. You almost start thinking, oh, he's you know he's saving him, or he's doing this, or he's helping Barry, or he's doing. But it's it's all in you know, selfish purposes. And yeah. so it's amazing that they have constructed such great scenarios around him actually, uh, you know, being an evil guy, but
1: doing good things. Right. So that's all I have. Do you have any, uh, Oh wait, uh, what would you rate this? Uh,
0: how many boots out yep. of five? Um, I'd boot it or I'd boot it. What You'd boot it? <laughs> I just boot it. Yes. No. Um, I would rate it. Uh, are we doing? Half boots. Yeah. Um, Probably give it a two and a half, three boot.
1: Really, yeah. I'm gonna give it a three and a half. Okay, and like I, I was leaning more towards three. I uh, I, I really like everything except for all the stuff with Iris. Like there's that's true. You know, we were just talking about like the way that they've handled Wells and like the yeah,
0: that's true. Know,
1: the the, the asp- I'll give it a three and a half boot. The aspects of the show that we really like the writing, and then and it's like, why do we have to deal with this super subpar writing when it comes to Iris and and uh, even Caitlin sometimes like just the female act um, characters on this show.
0: Yeah, it's just they tie they tie their fates to other characters. It's like they it's it's almost like the writers don't trust the female characters to stand on their own two feet. And it's feet. not
1: like that on Arrow. No,
0: and it's not like that on Arrow and I like these female characters like I've said numerous times is they're great characters. Yeah. Let them be, you know, let yeah. them be their own thing and do their own thing and and be their own people. So yeah. and, and so like I just I really hope they fix that but yeah yeah, you're right i think i think i you know whenever i think about the the negative things too much it like sways my vote but so much of the procedural uh the the kind of cop story that was going on that was so good and then the wells situation where you have this dichotomy of who he is uh now caring about firestorm uh and they've really excellently brought him in with this crazy creepiness i'll go ahead and tip up to about a three and a half like you said because i think that ronnie's or robbie uh, amell's performance alone like that's That's a half a point
1: at least. Yeah. Do you have any quotes?
0: Oh, uh, very few this week. Um, I for some reason I didn't like. There wasn't things that stuck out to me a bunch in the episode. It was a lot of cool dialogue and a lot of one you know one line turns. Uh, but not a whole lot. Give us the best couple. Okay, so I have. uh, Let me see. I have three. All right. All right. So we have Cisco, who after just talking to Ronnie says, "That's not freaky at all." whenever he talks to him, Mm. uh, being in for the audience there. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we have Cisco also who says, if you kill Ronnie, you kill Stein. That's two people. Murderous, uh, Wells. Yes. It's, it's murderous math. I like it. Yes. the, The murderous math. Uh, and then we have the last one we have Wells who says there won't be a timeline if central city goes up in a mushroom cloud.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Those
0: were the three quotes that uh, that stuck out to me, man.
1: Cool, awesome. Well, that's it for this week. You can uh, check us out online at StandOnTargetPodcast.com. We also have uh, Arrow on Target that also posts. Um, if you uh, follow that show, which you should, uh, you can uh, check out that podcast. Um, it's it's really good these days. Yeah, now, man. Both the podcast and the TV show. Yeah,
0: both the podcast and the TV show. It's uh, it, those are basically the quality is tied. So if the show is good, the podcast is really really good.
1: I, I say the podcast is good all the time. That's true. The show. Goes up and down. Just
0: those because uh, we rate that based on hoods. Yes. So it's like the, there could be more hoods or less hoods depending yes. on the week. Yes.
1: Uh, so yeah, the, uh, on our main podcast this week, we're talking about the big Marvel uh, Spider-Man news. Spider-Man joining the Marvel Cinematic Universe. If you didn't know that, go listen to the uh, the the podcast even if you did you should hear our analysis
0: yeah we unpack the whole situation what are the options what does this mean for all of the other franchises that marvel has out in the world yep there's a lot of good stuff in there
1: next week on our main podcast we're also going to be reviewing the kingsmen uh so keep an eye out for that
0: um, one other new development. If you are on Android devices, you can download the uh, podcasting app Stitcher. We should be in there in the next few days. Yes. Um, all three of the podcasts, ha- we've submitted it. Hopefully, they get uh, they get approved and go right through. Yep. Um, so in the next week or so, hopefully, they uh, all show up on Stitcher. We'll keep you guys updated on that. But if you're on Android devices, check us out on there.
1: Yep. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Flash, Flash on, on Target. Target.